This is HPU Sharks On Demand on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. HPU Sports on HSRN is presented by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. For the first time in 13 years, the Hawaii Pacific University Sharks men's basketball team has a new leader at the helm. With Jesse Nakanishi now taking charge of the program, the first-year head coach looks to get the Sharks back to its winning ways. For the Sharks, a tough loss earlier in the week at the hands of their inter-island rival, the Shamanad Silver Swords. But they now quickly have to bounce back as coming into town tonight are their interstate rival, the University of Hawaii at Hilo Vulcans, who they themselves are coming off a loss but remain right on their heels in the conference standings. Can the Sharks bounce back and put some distance between themselves and the Vulcans? We find out now. Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. Presents Hawaii Pacific University men's basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And now, live from the Shark Tank, let's go courtside. The play-by-play announcer, Paul Brecht and Kyle Galdera. Hello and welcome back on into the Shark Tank. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera here to bring you the second game of two between HPU and UH Hilo. The first one going the way of HPU's women's basketball team. 66-52 was your final. And now a big-time matchup towards the top of the PacWest standings. Uh, a couple of teams really fighting hard with a chance at the top four seeds within that PacWest conference. Yeah, Hawaii Pacific coming into this one at four and three, Hilo at five and four, and they're both sitting right on that six demarcation line, meaning that if you get into the top six in conference, you qualify for the all-important postseason tournament. So we mentioned it in the women's game, that was a must-win for HPU. I w- I'm going to venture and say this is going to be a must-win for the Sharks in the men's side because they still have their long Southern California road trip ahead of them. I don't blame you for labeling it as such. And a, a big game in more than one sense, obviously, on the court. It's going to be incredibly important for HPU. But for the Sharks, very heavy hearts today for a couple of reasons. Today, the 12th annual Cam's Helmets Day as... Cameron Steinoff, the former Punahou star, Hawaii State Player of the Year, and former HPU men's basketball player, someone who passed away back in 2011, tragically in a skateboarding accident in which he was not wearing a helmet. And since then, for 12 now, this will be the 12th game, HPU has put on this day in honor of Cameron to uh, help out youth who enjoy skateboarding, bicycling, and uh, doing all of these activities and making sure that they are able to do them safely, handing out free helmets. Today, they'll hand out over 150 free helmets to youth uh, throughout the community here today as the Shark Tank starts to fill up as Cameron, or pardon me, Cordell Ng hammers home an impressive dunk. Um, But another very, you know, very meaningful day for HPU, uh, and it, we would be remiss not to, you know, thank TNT Tinting and obviously the Hawaii Bicycle League for their setup volunteer donation and uh, many, many others who have gone into this one as uh, continuing a very meaningful tradition. Also, playing with heavy hearts today are the HPU Sharks without one of their teammates, Nikola Milojevic, who is out with his family, currently grieving the loss of his father, uh, Dijan Milojevic, 
former Golden State Warriors assistant coach who passed away earlier this week after suffering a massive heart attack during a team dinner. He's just 46 years old and, um, you know, we're, we send our thoughts, our prayers, strength, and uh, any, anything we can to the family of the Miloyeviches and obviously HPU and anybody going through this absolutely um, heartbreaking, crushing loss. So uh, a lot of emotion going into this matchup today between HPU and UH Hilo. Uh, when we come back, we'll have all that action for you. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Discover a personalized approach to a healthier you at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Centers. Our comprehensive centers offer adult and pediatric sports medicine, orthopedic care, and rheumatology services. We're focused on your mobility and quality of life. Our clinic in Kahala also provides walk-in services for minor bone and joint conditions. So stay active and keep doing what you love. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash boneandjointcenters. on into the Shark Tank. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera getting ready to bring you the second of two games between HPU and UH Hilo today. First, the women taking down, pardon me, the HPU women taking down the UH Hilo women. 66-52 was your final in that one. Leslie Mojica, your Yayu player of the game. And now on the other end, a big time game for both of these men's basketball programs and on one side, they're going to have to be doing it without their leading scorer, UH Hilo, without Carlos Ramsey Jr. today. The six foot five guard out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, averages 17 points per contest. He is out today for the Vulcans. And on the other side, for UH or for HPU, once again, you see Matthew Van Komen missing another game for HPU, his fifth consecutive. Charlie Weber will start in his place once again. Starting lineups for both sides for Hilo. First, you have Cameron Wall, Charles Elise III, Nadrick Pete, Jaron Edwards, and Jake Kosakowski, the transfer from UC San Diego. And for your Hawaii Pacific University Sharks, it is the usual suspects except for Matthew Van Komen, Melo Sanchez, Deggy Winbush in the backcourt, Josh Nasulu and Mai Dusenich in the frontcourt, and Charlie Weber rounding things out. A big-time game for UH Hilo HPU today. Hilo has the number of the Sharks, 11 consecutive victories for UH Hilo over HPU. And Kyle, we were actually talking before about your time at HPU as the SID and how you saw the Sharks play in Moanalua still. The Sharks have yet to beat UH Hilo here inside the Shark Tank since making the move to the old St. Francis Gym. So looking to make a change to that today, pick up their first win in 12 tries. I almost said 11 in 12 tries against UH Hilo. And it's interesting, Paul, you bring that up because going back to Thursday, the HPU women had a 40-game win streak against Chaminade snapped. So that just goes to show you streaks are made to be broken. So why not start the positive streak with the win here at the Shark Tank over UH Hilo and propel yourselves, if you're HPU, into playoff contention? A prime opportunity for the Sharks here today to snap that 11-game losing streak. 
Tip is up and won by UH Hilo, and we are underway here inside the Shark Tank between Hilo and Hawaii Pacific. Up top, man in the point guard duties today for UH Hilo is Cameron Wall. His pull-up jumper is off the mark to get things started, rebounded by Mai Dusenich, and back the other way comes HPU. I like the zone defense starting off the game for HPU, trying to kind of lull UH Hilo into maybe some rush shots. They had one right there, worked out for HPU. Here's Mai Dusenich down low after a nice floating pass from Diggy Winbush got there. Couldn't get the layup to go, but ball knocked out of bounds. Will remain with HPU with fresh 20 on the shot clock, just 33 seconds into action. Coach Jesse Nakanishi for HPU encouraging Melo Sanchez to get open and create some space for himself. Right now being guarded heavily by Hilo's Cameron Wall. Josh Nasulu gets the inbound. Kicks it on over to Sanchez, who finds Diggy Winbush over on the left wing. Winbush skips through the lane, lays it up and in for the game's first points. 2-0 the lead for the Sharks. 50 seconds into action. Back the other way comes Charles Elise the third. Pardon me, LZ the third. He'll give it to Wall. Ball swung around the arc. Finds its way back to Wall. Now on the right wing to LZ. LZ will set for three. No. Off the mark, no good. Airball out of bounds despite the effort of Jaron Edwards to save it. And so, Hilo remains scoreless here. A little over a minute into action, two possessions down. Melo Sanchez gets the ball in. Man-to-man -man press shown by UH Hilo here, picking up full court. Wall closely guarding Sanchez. Sanchez has been up and down so far this season. Some games we've seen him score 30 points, 32 points, as Weber from the short corner knocks it on down. Charlie Weber, the Pac West player of the week, continuing his hot shooting. Melo Sanchez really struggled against Chaminade this past Thursday, 3 of 14 from the field in the loss for the Sharks. Yeah, and Sanchez, he has that kind of bewildered look to him, very different from the confidence and swag that he normally brings, so we'll see if he can snap out of that funk today. Here's Kosakowski knocking down the straightaway three for the game's first points for Hilo. Makes it a 4-3 game as the transfer from UC San Diego making his impact known early on for Hilo. That's Kosakowski's 39th three-pointer already leading the team. Three-point try the other way from Winbush is no good. Off the mark rebounded by Nadrick Pete. And quickly the other way come the Vulcans. Here's Edwards up top to LZ. Swings one more to Kosakowski. Kosakowski will swing on over back to LZ. Down low to Pete. Pete works against Mai Dusenich. Kicks it out one more to Wall. That one comes up long. No good. Offensive rebound and putback is good, though, for Jaron Edwards. And now Hilo leads for the first time 5-4. 17-20 remaining. Sorry, Paul. That's the negative side of playing the zone is that by creating those pukas, to lull UH into bad shots. You then leave Pukas open for rebounds, and that's where UH came in, got the offensive board, and the second chance bucket. And that's, you're right, it's important as Dusenich flips up the layup, can't get it to go, but is fouled on the way up. It, it is going to be important for HPU, should they not play much man today, should they continue to play this zone, that when a shot goes up, bodies must find bodies, especially without Matthew Van Komen today. Van Komen out for the past five games, started out during the uh, a trip back to the mainland, uh, played one game, wasn't feeling especially well, went and got checked out and has been out since. That's your 
Sports Injury Report brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. And as you alluded to, Matthew came over and, and said hi to us before the game. He said he's feeling really good, almost back to action. He just didn't want to rush it, you know, because basketball is a game of conditioning, right? You can you can shoot and do all the, the skills part of the game, but if you're not in shape, you're not going to rush out, especially at this high level in D2 basketball. Second free throw, no good for Desenich, but you're right. Uh, we've talked almost ad nauseum how these Sharks still have their most important road stretch coming up and you don't want to take a chance and then lose Van Komen longer by trying to rush him back so uh, the right call by both the 7 foot 4 big man and the team to not try and push him to play as balls thrown away by UH Hilo tie ball game 5-5 here 16-36 and counting fortunate for HPU there Pete was wide open on the baseline but he wasn't expecting the pass and when it whistled in went right through his fingertips HPU ball very much so looking surprised there. Got some young Keiki here in the house today, uh, hoping to get some free helmets on Cam, the 12th annual Cam's Helmet Day, honoring Cameron Steinoff, the former HPU and Punahou graduate who tragically lost his life back in 2011 in a skateboarding accident. Halftime will have a nice ceremony uh, handing out 150 helmets to kids throughout the community for that. 5-5 ball game here. Ten seconds on the shot clock. Charlie Weber up top, guarded very closely by Edwards. Gives it back to Winbush with five on the shot clock. Flips through the lane, blocked off. The Gets Josh Nusulu, and Nusulu can't get the layup to go. Impressive block there by Nadrick Pete to pin Diggy Winbush's layup try off the glass. Comes up with a stop for UH, and it remains tied at five here with 16.04 remaining in the first half. Yeah, Coach Kaneola Iona doing a very good job with this UH Hilo team. You can tell they've bought into his style of play. Tough defense, turn that into transition offense, and they have a very athletic, talented squad. It's going to be an uphill battle for HP today. Certainly will be. Here's Pete, puts up the left-handed layup up and in as he gets on by a couple of defenders who fly by and yeah gonna be tough here today for HPU against a very quality Hilo squad here's Charlie Weber driving the lane puts it up puts it in but they will call it foul before the shot on the floor and we'll have a timeout on the floor. We'll take one, two, seven fives. The score in favor of UH Hilo when we come back. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on into the Shark Tank, where they just got done recognizing the parents of Cameron Steinoff. Another beautiful day here in Hawaii as we're celebrating the 12th annual Cam's Helmets Day for Hawaii Pacific University, honoring the memory—or pardon me, honoring the memory of former HPU basketball standout Cameron Steinoff, who tragically lost his life back in 2011 in a skateboarding accident. Back to live action here as HPU takes it on out. Josh Nasulu from the left block now. Ball up top now. Back to Melo Sanchez. Step back from the elbow. Off the mark, no good. Offensive rebound snagged out of the air by Nasulu in the fresh 20 for the Sharks. Yeah, uh, HPU struggling to make the inside shot. I think they're going to have to take a bunch of threes today. Maybe make at least 10. 
as Niusulu takes a long jumper, no good, Hilo ball. Tried to go off glass, was off the mark for Nusulu. Still 7-5 lead for UH Hilo here. Both teams missing a key starter in this one. As also into the game for the first time, Kalik Mitchell out of Staten Island, New York, into the game for Hawaii Hilo. Lob pass up top for Pete, no good, but a foul. Gonna get called, gonna go against HPU. First team foul, first foul against Josh Nasulu. The baseline out of bounds now for the Vulcans as Tyrese Terrell checks into the game for the first time today. Terrell has enjoyed himself to his two best games of the year back-to-back. 15-point -back. outing last time here at the Shark Tank, and then two of four from three-point range and some quality defense as he knocks that one out of bounds right there, remains with the Vulcans. Uh, Terrell had, had really been struggling, almost fell out of the rotation earlier to that point, and uh, after the injury to Van Komen, some mixing things up, and he has made the most of a second opportunity as Zorn Ned, the former UH Manoa basketball player, into the game for the first time for the Vulcans, can't get his floater to go, and is rebounded by HPU, still down by two. Terrell over to Winbush, back up top to Charlie Weber, straightaway three, knocks it on through Charlie Weber with five of the first eight points for HPU as the Sharks lead 8-7. You speak of second opportunity, Zornad getting a, another shot after playing at UH Manoa. He's very impressive, his physique. I, I don't remember him being this bulked up when he was at UH, so we'll see if that plays a role today as he drains a three right on cue. Quick trigger right there and a beautiful release as he answers right back with a three of his own. 10-8 now, the UH Hilo lead over HPU. Back to Charlie Weber. Looks to hand off to Sanchez. Can't, gets it right back to Winbush up top. Winbush works with a Ducenich screen. Will pull it back, hand off to Terrell over on the right wing. Now to Sanchez with 10 on the shot clock. Sanchez finds Charlie Weber at the top of the key. Five on the clock now for Terrell. Terrell going to have to get something up. Chucks it on up, and he knocks it on down. Tyrese Terrell, I just mentioned it, enjoying two of his best games in a row. Knocks that one on through. HPU back ahead, 11-10 now with 13-10 left to play here in the first half. And I said HPU needs at least 10 threes, two straight. That's a great way to start. And Ball. a steal. Oh, and stolen away. Fouled. Tyrese Terrell went up to get that one, stole it away, but player undercut him there as he came down hard. Looks like Terrell is perfectly fine, though, following the fall. Got up pretty quickly as HPU comes up with another stop. Their defense has been quality so far, Kyle. Yeah, and I just got to make a quick note. That was Charles Elzey's second foul already, so I believe he's going to head to the bench. But, yes, HPU playing very aggressive on defense, and even though they're outsized, the hustle game is working for the Sharks. And then on offense, the three-pointer is falling. HP needs to keep that up. As my Ducenich's layup goes on through, would have counted anyway. A goaltending call. You mentioned it, though, and a good job by you bringing up Elzy's second foul. Elzy, similar to Kamaka Viva Ole of the women's team, a little bit of everything that he does for UH Hilo averages 10 points per game, three rebounds, and 3.4 assists, which leads the Vulcans. So he will head to the bench for a period of time. So our Ned 
Guarded by Diggy Winbush, throws that one away. Tried to skip it on over to find Drew Yezback, but couldn't as Yezback was starting his cut up to the left, or pardon me, the right wing. I'm really impressed with HPU's zone defense. We mentioned them using that tonight because they are smaller. It seems to be frustrating Hilo in that they like to whip it around, get that extra pass, but when you spread it out, almost like a 4-1 zone, the way they're framing it, it, it really makes it difficult because it spreads the court so much. Into the game for the first time for HPU is one of your personal favorites, Kyle. Tucker Pelici as Tyrese Terrell. Hot hand once again. He loves playing here in the Shark Tank. Knocks it on through from the right corner. Another three-pointer, and just like that, a 16-10 lead for HPU as we tick under 12 to play. I don't think you could have asked for a better start if you're HPU now. Get a stop here, get back and get another three. Ask and you shall receive. Get a stop. Kalik Mitchell drives the lane and loses it out of bounds. And when we come back, looks like actually they're going to give the ball to UH Hilo. We'll try and figure things out. Don't go too far. HPU leads UH Hilo 16-10 with 11.50 remaining here in the opening half of play. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you sunglasses are designed with you in mind. The ball player. The construction worker. The fashionista. The outdoorsman. Or woman. You want it? Let's get it. Type in yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu. It's that simple to get the most versatile sunglasses on the market. Ultra lightweight, OSHA approved, wraparound sunglasses with four removable lenses that will make everyone say, Yeah, you. Type in yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu to shop today. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action as HPU leads UH Hilo 16-10 with 11.50 remaining here in the first half of play. I want to take this opportunity to remind you this game is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together we are creating a healthier Hawaii. It did look like it was off UH Hilo last, but the officials disagreed, so it remains with the Vulcans with a fresh 20 on the shot clock here. Quickly moving on through, you have Usback on the right wing, throws it away with three on the shot clock. And going to say that it was tipped last by HPU, but with one second on the shot clock, not a lot of time for Hilo to work as Zorned getting himself ready to put a shot up already from behind the half-court line. It'll be Wall, inbound ahead, and Tyrese Terrell knocks it away. One second remains as Baco Loco jokes that Terrell missed him with the ball as it trickles on out over by the PA announcer here inside the Shark Tank. Still just one on the shot clock. They get it off in time, they say, as Zor Ned's attempt comes up long, rebounded by Tucker Pelici, and quickly the other way comes HPU. Melo Sanchez in the left corner, skips it on up top to Winbush, who will now use the Pelici screen twice. Crosses on over into the lane now, will pull it on back out. With 15 on the shot clock, uses another Pelici screen, finds Terrell on the right wing, drives, kicks up top, finds Weber. Weber with eight, comes up short, no good. Offensive rebound secured by Terrell, and another opportunity now for HPU. Yeah, good job there, getting the offensive board. I like Terrell, he's a long player. He can really stretch the defense, but unfortunately for HBO, moving screen leads to a turnover. And 
Coach Nakanishi seems a little bewildered by it, not as much as Palici, who really just thought he set that iron curtain type of screen. And uh, really, it was Cameron Wall, I believe, taking the brunt of the fall. I think the problem is Pelici hustles so well that by the time he set the screen and ran away, <laughs> it looked like he was moving. That's a good point there. Pelici, one of those active big men coming off the bench for HPU. And he's been good, especially in the absence of Matthew Van Komen. Just a consistent presence for Nakanishi and staff off the bench. Here's Therese Terrell guarding up against Kalik Mitchell. Mitchell skips up top to Wall. Wall will put it up, gets blocked away by Palici, somehow makes its way out into the corner. That one rattles around and secured by Diggy Winbush. Quickly the other way comes HPU. Melo Sanchez in rhythm, can't get it to go, bounce off the rim, no good. Rebounded by Jaron Edwards and UH Hilo. And this game's starting to get a pace to it. Zorned, left wing three, knocks it on through. 16-13 now, UH Hilo trails by three as the former University of Hawaii at Manoa forward up to six points. Yeah, it's right said Ned for Hilo so far. He's making a big impact early in this game. Winbush stuck in no man's land, looking. Finds Tucker Polici at the top of the key. Now we'll try and get it to Charlie Weber, but miscommunication there as Weber went back door. Polici wasn't expecting it. Turnover for HPU. My Ducinich checking back into the game. Cordell Ng into the game for the first time along with Ethan Tafe for the Sharks as HPU continues to lead by three under 10 minutes remaining here in the first half. So far, pretty good defense from both sides. Just five total fouls called through 10 minutes of play. As I say that, I'm sure I, I might have jinxed things, but here is Kalik Mitchell guarded by Melo Sanchez on the right elbow. Kicks up top to the Ned, who will give it back to Mitchell. And kickball violation called against the Sharks. It'll reset the clock to 20. Yeah, really good, pardon me, Paul, really good effort. You can see HP moving their feet. That's what led to the kickball. You can hear the, the sneakers squeaking, and really great job guarding Hilo and preventing any kind of runaway from these visiting Vulcans. A relatively inspired effort so far, and uh, speaking of an effort, a good one at that. Charles Elsey back into the game with his two fouls, knocks down the pull-up jumper to make it a one-point game all of a sudden as Ng will bring it over the timeline and get it to Tafe. Tafe swings one more to Terrell, who gets it poked away by Kalik Mitchell. But Cordell Ng tracks it on down. Ten on the shot clock. Gets it on over to Tafe. Tafe, one dribble. Gets it back to Ng. Baseline drive. One extra pass to Terrell. Right wing three. No good. Tafe, offensive rebound. Gets it to Terrell, who tried one more pass to Ducenich. He can't get it to go. Rebounded by Hilo, and back the other way comes Ned. And going to get a foul called away from the ball. A little too aggressive by Cordell Ng there as the five foot nine Kamehameha Kapalama guard picks up his first foul, team's third. Yeah, and that was a good foul by Ng because his larger player that he was defending was wide open for an alley-oop shot. Kind of pulled him down, got the got the foul, but he stopped the action. Zornet, again, a long three that time, not that close. Comes up short, rebounded by Ethan Tafe and HPU. Ng swings over to San Sanchez in the right corner. Good ball movement here from HPU as Ng gets it on back. will drive the lane with the left. Gets it up to Ducenich. 
with 12 on the shot clock. Finds Therese Terrell on the left wing, feeds down low into the post for Ducenich again. Ducenich flips up the right-handed hook, can't get it to go. Melo Sanchez somehow comes up with it. He gets it to go. His putback is good for his first points. 18-15 now. The Sharks lead up to three once again. And that's something you'd like to see more of from Melo Sanchez is a few of more of those easier looks rather than his fall away or, or heavily contested threes that we've seen thus far. And that's a sneaky part of his game as Hilo drains another bucket. He's the top scorer, but he's also a very good rebounder. Excellent rebounder indeed. Had nine rebounds just a week ago in a win against Dominican as the Sharks won that one. Therese Terrell in the left corner finds Mai Ducenich up top. Pick and roll action. A little two-man game between Ng and Ducenich now. With 10 on the shot clock, Ducenich spins, working against Ned. Great job by Ned right there to hold his ground. Ball stolen away by Hilo. That's Drew Usbach in transition. Kicks it on out to Elsby. One more to Kalik Mitchell. Great extra pass. Got it up. Got it in. Jaron Edwards got the hoop in the harm. And when we come back, he'll head to the line for one more with UH Hilo leading 19-18. 7-16 remaining here in the opening half of play. You're listening to HBU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Sharks Basketball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank, where HPU trails UH Hilo 19-18 as Jaron Edwards, the sophomore guard out of Oakland, California, steps to the line for the and-one opportunity. He got a foul, or pardon me, he got a layup to go, was fouled by Cordell Ng, picking up his second foul quickly like that. Edwards free throw off the mark, no good. Ball tapped around and out of bounds. It will stay with Hilo. Yeah, Hilo seems to be trending more in the right direction. They were down by six earlier. I believe it was a 16 to zero, pardon me, 16 to 10 margin, and now a 9-2 run by the visiting Vulcans. This is a point where HPU needs to get a stop before Hilo starts to make an even wider margin. Back into the game is Jake Kosakowski for UH Hilo, along with multiple starters. That one lobbed up for Pete, but stolen away by Mai Ducenich. An excellent job by the Slovenian to match the physicality of the 6'11", Nandrik Pete. And now HPU will look to retake the lead. Skip pass finds its way into the left corner for Ethan Tafe. Loses his handle on the dribble for a second. Gets it back up top to Josh Nasulu. He'll drive with the left. Can't get it to go over the outstretched arms of Pete. And an offensive rebound for HPU. Shot clock did not reset. Five on the clock. Winbush must work quick. Winbush with three. Winbush with two. Puts it on up at the buzzer. Sounds no good. Rebounded by Pete and cleared by UH Hilo. Here's Kalik Mitchell in transition. Puts it on up. Can't get the layup to go, but was bumped by Charlie Weber. So he'll head to the line for a pair, looking to add on to this one-point lead for UH Hilo. Yeah, Hilo playing with a lot of momentum right now and being very aggressive, whereas HPU seems to be a bit tentative on the offensive side. HPU really needs to figure it out. Maybe go back to that outside shot. It was working earlier. Ball movement before was good as long as uh, the ball doesn't stick. Usually your offense looks good. And first free throw up and good for Kalik Mitchell, the six foot six forward from Staten Island, New York. Mitchell, the 
top rebounder, actually, on this team, despite coming off the bench, averages about eight boards a contest, also averages about 15 points per game, so somebody who does quite a bit for this UH Hilo roster. Second free throw on the way. Up and good. Three-point lead now for the Vulcans with 6.16 remaining here in the opening half. A little bit of a full-court pressure from UH Hilo. Fouled in the backcourt there by number 24. That's Charles Higby Jr., freshman guard out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Just the seventh game this year that Higby, ha Higby has appeared in for UH Hilo. Played sparingly before this one. But now without Carlos Ramsey Jr. today looking for any type of answers is Coach Iona as Charlie Weber can't get the layup to go down. That one's stolen away by Diggy Winbush and going to get a jump ball called and a, a, an incredulous look on the face of the entire HPU team, really, because that was a quick jump ball called. And if, if I'm being honest with you, Kyle, I think that was an official thinking he was going to get a foul called only to see a completely clean strip from Diggy Winbush. Yeah, and that's actually a nice job by the official of covering it up with a jump ball call <laughs> yes. because you don't penalize HPU that way. Correct. But HPU trying to bounce back now, facing an 11-2 run by Hilo. Down only three, though, so they're still hanging around. Not time to panic, but HPU needs to dial it back in and try to get that lead before halftime. And the physicality has stepped up a little bit here as the second half of this first half has gone on from UH Hilo on defense. Higby just picked up his second foul, being a little overzealous with Charlie Weber on an inbounds pass. Diggy Winbush with six on the shot clock, kicks up top to Josh Nasulu. Nasulu will pull up from the top of the key, banks it on in. Bank must be open today on Saturday here at 2.42 p.m. Uh, it's a 21-20 game. UH Hilo over HPU. Five minutes left here in the first half of play. Higby swings up top to, uh, pardon me, Elsie. Elsie, one more to Kosakowski, who will put up a step back three. No good. Rebound secured by Pete. And before Pete can get a put back up, going to get a foul called goes against Monty Ducenich it's the Sharks sixth so the next one will result in a one in one opportunity for UH Hilo it's the first foul on Monty Ducenich this afternoon Paul you made a good point earlier not too many fouls called and a good job by HPU not getting into foul trouble as of yet even though they've been undersized dealing with the height and girth of UH Hilo Certainly some strength on this Vulcans roster. You mentioned before how built Zorned looked coming into this game, and he, he really is solid, and he's not the only one out there. Cameron Wall up top, swings over to the right wing to Kosakowski, whose three is off the mark. Offensive rebound secured by Higby. Put back no good. Loose ball on the ground, and jump ball going to get called after Melo Sanchez and Cameron Wall get tied up. And that's the only place where it did hurt before that the official called a jump ball was that instead of getting possession here, now HPU has to play defense another 20 seconds at, on the shot clock. Baseline out of bounds. Wall has it, guarded by Ducenich. 
Flings it on out to Mitchell, who will find Kosakowski. Zor Ned from the free throw line. Can't get it to go. Charlie Weber skies in for the rebound to secure it. 21-20 now with 4.20 left here in the first half of play. Diggy Winbush using a Charlie Weber screen at the top of the key. Will find Weber. One dribble. And now over to Nusulu. Nusulu on the baseline. Swings back out to Weber. And now Winbush up top. Winbush with 10 on the shot clock. Nice across the lane. Stops, puts it up. And traveling violation going to get called against Winbush. Winbush talking to his teammates, trying to get things going correctly on offense as the Sharks trail by one. 21-20. Got a timeout on the floor. We'll take one, too. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into the Shark Tank. Paul Breck, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action of today's doubleheader action between HPU, UH Hilo here on the hardwood. First game went in favor of HPU's women's program, 66-52. Here in game two, it's Hilo leading HPU 21-20 with four minutes remaining here in the opening half of play. And so far, a nice competitive back-and-forth affair, Kyle. Yeah, I really like HPU's effort so far. Struggling a bit, missing one of their top players in Matthew Van Komen. But, you know, the, the effort is there. And if HPU can just kind of hang around, stay within a basket either way, they're going to be in great shape. The problem in their loss against Shamanov was they allowed too many unanswered buckets and went down by double digits, couldn't answer in time. Can't get down by too much as Charlie Weber strips it away from Kalik Mitchell out of bounds. It will remain with the Vulcans with 11 to shoot. Timeout called by UH Hilo. We'll keep it on here as so far the, the defense for HPU a little bit different like you've said before. They've showed a little bit of a zone. We've seen a lot of man-to-man -man from them this year. And part of that is because you don't have the eraser in the back there in Matthew Van Komen. Van Komen averaging just about three blocks per game when he does play for uh, an HPU team that averages just five in total. He has more than 60% in every single game for him, or for the Sharks. So they, they've had to try and piece together a different defense in his absence. And so far, it's looked pretty good holding UH Hilo to just 21 points, a team that averages 73 per contest. The only issue is... On the other side, they've only scored 20 themselves. And I was just about to say that. You beat me to it. The worry is if you put so much effort in on defense and you can't score, you know, it, it, you, need to, you need to find some balance because there comes a point where Hilo might go on a big run as Winbush gets a big steal right here. Winbush, as you said, with a nice steal there. A cutting my Ducenich off a nice pass from Josh Nasulu lays it up and in and back ahead are the Sharks 22-21 as we're under 3.30 left to play in the opening half some nice transition play there from the Sharks kick out there to Zor Ned one extra pass into the right corner finds Drew Yezbak whose three is off the mark and Josh Nasulu comes crashing on in Hitting into Cameron Wall, who takes a, a pretty hard fall there. Nasulu picks him or picks up his second foul, and that's the seventh team foul on Hawaii Pacific. So, if Wall is okay, which it appears that he is, up and walking on his own after the tough fall, he will step to the line for a one-and-one -one opportunity now, following the 
loose ball foul. And for Neil Sulu, we've mentioned this before, he's really built like a linebacker, and even, you know, he made a nice basketball play, but he's so big and powerful, he made that foul look worse than it was. That's pretty much the way that I saw it as well, where... Uh, Nusulu certainly ran into him, but it, it wasn't a vicious or as vicious as it seemed to be from the fall. It's just that uh, the wing for the Sharks is so bulky, so strong, as both free throws are good there for Wall. Just a 68% free throw shooter this season, but they're going two for two, 100% on that trip to give the lead back to UH Hilo. Seesaw affair so far. We'll see if HQ can get on the positive side of that with about three minutes left to play in the first half. Majdusenich picks up his dribble over on the left wing, looking for an outlet, gets it to Winbush. Winbush with 10 on the shot clock, finds Weber down in the short corner. Weber pull-up jumper, no good off back iron. Rebounded by Kalik Mitchell and UH Hilo Mitchell. With a right-hand dribble, drops it off for Zorned straight away. Three, knocks it on through. Zorned's third three of the opening half. Makes it a four-point lead for UH Hilo there. Has some nice chemistry shown between Ned and Kalik Mitchell. And Desanich there went under the screen, left Ned with way too much space, and he capitalized. Ned, one of the best three-point shooters on this team as Diggy Winbush gets the runner to drop on through. Makes it a two-point deficit now for HPU with 10-17 left in the first half. Zor Ned gets some more space on the right wing this time. That one off back iron, no good. Long rebound taken by Elsie. And given off now to Usbeck. Usbeck pulls up, step back three, no good. Rebounded by Sanchez. Outlet pass ahead to Diggy Winbush. Winbush, one-on-one -on -one move and carry. That wow. might be the first carry I've seen this year. Yeah, that's a tough call because Winbush, he got so far ahead of his teammates that as he was trying to create some time for them to catch up to him, he kind of palmed and carried that ball. Good call by the referee. Yep. Hesitation dribble, a little too much of a hesitation there. Uh, gets called for palming violation as Cordell Ng checks back into the game with 159 left, replacing Winbush. Ng picked up those two quick fouls early in this half and then immediately head back right to the bench. 26-24 is your score. Hilo leading HPU with just over a minute and a half left to play here in the first. Kalik Mitchell's layup is blocked away by Mai Dusenich, and after Mitchell tracked down the miss, he was out of bounds, so it'll be HPU basketball with 1.43 left, looking to tie or take the lead on this possession. Sanchez gets the inbound and swings it on over to Ng, who will play catch with Sanchez. Skips on ahead to Dusenich who will give back to Sanchez with 15 on the shot clock now. Nice spin move there by Sanchez. Pull back, baseline drive, and out of bounds was Sanchez. Turnover for HPU with 125 left to play. Back into the game for UH Hilo, the redshirt junior Jake Kosakowski out of Chicago, Illinois. Mentioned it, transfer from UC San Diego. Sanchez still, his confidence seems a bit shaky. He doesn't have that same, he's not carrying himself the same way, so maybe he'll get some halftime adjustments in there. HPU only down by two points there. A couple of stops and a couple of buckets away from getting back on top of this one. Yeah, that mellow swagger we've become so accustomed to from Sanchez, just not 
not so much there through about 20 minutes of play so far. Here's Elsie skips and finds a wide open Kalik Mitchell in the corner, and perhaps he was wide open for a reason. Comes up way short on that one, rebounded by HPU. Pass ahead to Mike Dusenich in the short corner. Left block working, couple of dribbles across the lane, puts it up, puts it in, and the foul. My Dusenich finishes strong across the lane as Kalik Mitchell gets whistled for his first foul. And Dusenich will head to the line after tying it up at 26, looking to give the lead back to Hawaii Pacific. I like that move by Dusenich. He knew where he wanted to go, used the right footwork, used the right dribble cadence, got his defender up in the air, went up strong, made sure he made the bucket, hooping the harm. Excellent patience by Dusenich as he knocks down the free throw, the dog meat, to give the lead to HPU. And something else to note on that one, Dusenich, a southpaw, a lefty, he finished with the right hand that time through contact, through the defense of Hilo to give the lead back to HPU here. 40 seconds remaining in the opening half of play. UH Hilo basketball, Charles Elzey finds Zed Nor up top. Here's Elzey blocked away by Tucker Polici. And offensive oh, rebound man. and put back by Nadrick Pete is good. The Jamaican forward doing an excellent job staying active right there as HPU going to take one last timeout, a use it or lose it timeout for Jesse Nakanishi. We'll keep it on here as the Sharks trail by one, 28-27, and, and have 16 seconds to work. The HPU coaching staff frustrated there because their team played great defense, essentially got three blocks or tip balls, and yet Hilo still got it and got that, we'll call it a fourth chance bucket up and in. So... We'll see if HP can rebound here as the coaches drop a play. And it's part of the reason why you'll hear me at times on broadcasts talk about finishing a defensive possession with a rebound because you can play phenomenal defense for 25, 27, 28, 30 seconds at a time, and all of it goes for naught if you just one person doesn't box out and an offensive rebound goes. There you see it gives up the lead late here in the opening half of play, 28-27. Hilo leads with six. 16 ticks remaining on the first half clock. And I'm going to go out on the limb and say that Melo Sanchez is going to be screened open for a half-ending three to put HPU up by two as this first half comes to a close. 16.3 left to go. We'll see how Nostradamus Kyle comes through for HPU right here as it'll be Weber inbounding the basketball, finds Winbush in the backcourt. Winbush, Sanchez, Weber, Dusenich, and Therese Terrell to close out this opening half for HPU with six on the clock. Winbush will hand off to Sanchez, sets a screen for Sanchez, puts it on up, off the mark, no good. And almost exactly as you said, got a look for Sanchez and probably one of his cleanest looks of the day just didn't go down. So at the midway point, it's 28-27 in favor of the visiting Vulcans. Don't go too far. We'll have the halftime show coming on up. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank, where at halftime, UH Hilo leads HPU 28-27. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action 
in game two of two here today as HPU celebrates the 12th annual Cam's Helmet Day. Later today, going to give out 150 bicycle and skateboarding helmets to community youth in honor of the memory of Cameron Steinoff, the former HPU men's basketball player and Punahou standout who tragically lost his life back in May of 2011 in a skateboarding accident in which he was not wearing a helmet. An emotional day here. Things started off with a moment of silence for Nikola Milojevich and his family after his father, Dijon Milojevich, passed away earlier this week with a, uh, a heart attack at the age of 46. Our thoughts, prayers, and sending strength to the Milojevich family as they go through this tough time. And uh, through a, a tough first half there for HPU, it, it looked like they kind of put all of the things from off the court that are on the mind out of the mind for most of the way there as they fight back and forth with Hilo down a starter, both sides down a starter, and thus far you see a teeter-totter game. And Paul, this is one of the great things about college athletics, right, is it's all about not only winning but kind of building character, building confidence, and building great young people, young leaders to go on into whatever fields that they're going to venture into. Because to be honest, when you look at both of these teams, maybe one or two is going to go on to play pro pro basketball or pro sports at, at any level. So they're setting themselves up for long-term success. And going back to what HPU is doing, when you face adversity, that's how you build that, that confidence and that leadership ability. So I'm really impressed with HPU so far. A tough loss to Shamanad two nights ago. But as we said earlier, if HPU can continue to play this way, play great defense, a lot of zone today, and come out with the win, they're in prime position for the PacWest playoffs. I, I typically tell people in times of adversity, people's true character ends up showing, and that's really what you've seen that throughout this week from HPU as they continue to stay as a shining light and still try and compete on the hardwood, a hard-fought loss coming this Thursday, 71-68 at Chaminade, and then today down one at halftime here inside the Shark Tank. And I mentioned it during the pregame that Hilo has the Sharks' number, 11 consecutive victories over Hawaii Pacific University. And, uh, well... It's the longest streak since 2010. The series started in 2010. The last win versus UH Hilo came on February 22nd of 2020 at the University of Hawaii Hilo. Kyle, the last time the Sharks won against Hilo at home, the Shark Tank wasn't even their home gym. So looking for their first win ever in the former St. Francis gym against UH Hilo. So you're saying HPU is due. That's what I'm <laughs> hearing from all of that. And I say that because, you know, like I said, streaks are meant to be broken. And again, I go back to the HPU women. They had a 40-game win streak against Chaminade. You know what? Chaminade showed up. They played hard. They used their young talent, and they upset HPU. Why can't HPU do that against Hilo today? All it takes... Any given day, all it takes is one out-of-body experience and effort. And when we come back, we'll give you some statistics at halftime as Hilo leads the HPU Sharks 28-27. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank. Fallbrecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action here from HPU today as the Sharks take on the Vulcans of UH Hilo at halftime. It's 28-27 in favor of the visiting Vulcans. And Kyle, uh, we mentioned it before we went to break, uh, a back-and-forth affair thus far today. And if either of these sides is going to break away from the other in this second half, what is it going to take? Well, it's going to take, as we mentioned for HPU, stops on defense and then transition buckets. You're basically taking points off the board for Hilo and adding them on your side, almost like a two-for-one. And then when you do three or four of those over the next couple of minutes, that's where you really turn the tide. And props to HPU, keeping things close. Like I said, within one point now, as long as you give your shot yourself a shot for that big go-ahead bucket, you're in prime position. So I think HPU is ready to go. It's just a matter of can they continue that effort knowing that they're undersized, playing the zone defense, and really looking for answers on the offensive side. We mentioned it coming on into this one, an important matchup of PacWest teams coming into this one with both of these programs vying for Part of that top four in the PacWest, not even just the top six, but that top four into this one. Uh, Hilo came five and four in PacWest play, four and three were the Sharks, and uh, the Vulcans coming off a, a disappointing loss for their standards, 80-63 at the hands of Art U. And tell you what, Kyle, that's a team who is making a case for the top of the PacWest. They already have swept the HPU Sharks. Yeah, definitely a, a tough team out of Northern California. And even though you mentioned Academy of Art, I still have to put a spotlight on the H HPU's upcoming Southern California road trip. I believe six of their next, pardon me, five of the next six true road games, which to me is anything out of Hawaii. Five of them are in SoCal, one in NorCal when they play Fresno Pacific to start things off. So if HPU can get a win here today, show up against Azusa here on Tuesday and then hit the road, maybe split that road trip, they're going to be in prime position to be in the top six of the PacWest and qualify for the playoffs. I'm glad you bring up Tuesday as well. Another key matchup, critical matchup for the Sharks as they host Azusa Pacific in a PacWest battle next Tuesday here inside the Shark Tank. And if you can't make it, because it is a midday game, it's going to be a field trip game, actually, where they're going to bus in 400 keiki from schools to come enjoy midday college basketball and come cheer their heads off. And if you can't skip out of work and join all the kids, well, guess what? You can tune in and listen to us here on 95.1 FM, AM 760, and streaming on hawaiisportsradio.com. And if you want to hear how loud those kids get, you want to hear how this one ends up, or you missed the game earlier today where the Sharks women took down the Vulcan women, you can catch it all on demand on hawaiisportsradio.com or where you get most podcasts. When we come back, second half of action on the way as UH Hilo and HPU are battling it out here inside the Shark Tank. 28-27 in favor of the Vulcans. We'll be right back. Don't go too far. We're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Discover a personalized approach to a healthier you at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Centers. Our comprehensive centers offer adult and pediatric sports medicine, orthopedic care, and rheumatology services. We're focused on your mobility and quality of life. 
Our clinic in Kahala also provides walk-in services for minor bone and joint conditions. So stay active and keep doing what you love. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash bone and joint centers. Back to more HPU Sharks basketball presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank where HPU trails UH Hilo 28-27 at halftime. We're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to HPU Sharks basketball presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Your home for USC Trojans football, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank. Paul Breck, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action today. want to give you a quick scoring update here for your leading scorers. On one side, it's Zor Ned leading all scorers. Nine points on three uh, three three-pointers, three of six from distance. The former UH, Hawaii, or UH Manoa transfer. And now Mai Dusenich leading the way for HPU with eight points of his own. Three of five from the field and two of three from the charity stripe. Getting ready for second half of play here. HPU, UH Hilo, 28-27 in favor of the Vulcans. We'll get play started right in front of our broadcast location as Charlie Weber will inbound it to Diggy Winbush, and we are underway here in the second half. Winbush finds Josh Nasulu out on the wing who will swing. Ball finds its way back over to Winbush on the left side, down low to Weber. Weber now working. Against Edwards, puts up the hook, can't get it to go, but was fouled by Jaron Edwards. Pardon me, Jaron Edwards. Easy for you to say. <laughs> first foul on Edwards this game, and first one here in the second half. And Edwards playing very good post defense, but to his credit, Charlie Weber kept backing him down, didn't give ground, and took that shot, got fouled. Weber knocks in the first of two free throws. Charlie Weber, the defending PacWest Player of the Week, starting in place of Matthew Van Komen, knocking in his second free throw. Average 22.5 points across two games last week on 68% shooting. Enjoyed another nice game earlier this week against Chaminade. Had another 13 points on 9 of 9 shooting from the charity stripe. And then here today, now he up to 7 points. Here's Jake Kosakowski, who will swing it on over to Charles Elzey III. Elzey III will pull up from the left elbow and knock it on through. 30-29 now the lead for UH Hilo as it looks like Josh Nasulu is in some pain here. Yeah, grabbing he's, at. he's grabbing the back of his right leg, which hopefully is good news in that it's not like a knee or structural injury, but maybe a hamstring or... Yeah, we'll, we'll get him checked out, but that's bad news for HPU. He's one of their go-to defenders. Yeah, all around one of the best players on this HPU team. We'll see if he's able to return as he immediately heads to the trainer's table. Diggy Winbush floats up and in the left-handed layup to put HPU back ahead, and you mention it. Nasulu, one of the best defenders on this HPU team and also somebody who's expected to chip in points, averages nine points per contest on 35% shooting from three-point range, and that's a big-time loss if a second starter goes down for the Sharks. Here's Pete down low, double-teamed, blocked away now. 
was Cameron Wall by Melo Sanchez. Gets his, uh, pardon me, gets his own miss. Passed out to Kosakowski. His three-pointer no good. A third try now for Hilo. Goes on down as Charles Elsie the third gets the layup to go down for a 32-31 lead now for Hilo. Yeah, for HP, you can't get frustrated with that. Keep working hard. The bounces are going to go your way. You can see Hilo being worn down a bit by the intense HPUD. Winbush from the left wing pulls on up, comes up short, but going to come off of Hilo last, will remain with the Sharks. And a reset of the shot clock here, back to 20. 18.02 left to play in this one. UH Hilo leading HPU 32-31. The Sharks have not beat Hilo since 2020 and have not beat Hilo in a home game since well before then. Diggy Winbush gets all the way up to the cup and puts it on in around the defense of Nadrick Pete, the shot blocker for Hilo, to give back the lead to HPU. Here's Edwards, swings one more to Jake Koskowski. Koskowski will drive the lane and flip up a left-handed runner. Gets it to go. And the lead right back to the Vulcans as we go back and forth, back and forth once again. The Hilo strategy, attack the paint, trying to find holes in that zone and make a mark. Diggy Winbush, left wing three, comes up a little bit short, rebounded by Jaron Edwards and Hilo. Edwards comes down the lane. Elsie got away with a travel right there, kicks it on out to Koskowski in the right corner. He'll pull it on back, back to Elsie. Drives, left-handed layup, no good. Offensive rebound by Pete. That one off the mark. Rebound secured by Charlie Weber. A lot of contact there, and now finally a whistle blown as Weber was fouled. It'll go against number four, Nadrick Pete, the six-foot-11 center out of Jamaica. A good job by Diggy Wimbush bringing a lot of energy to this Shark squad. He seems a bit frustrated, but that last basket he made, he was about a foot smaller than his defender, but he got the right position, used the rim as, a, as an assist, went straight up, made that layup. Let's see if he continues his inside game. Here's the pass to Sanchez. Layup is good. Sharks ahead by one. And once again, it goes back to what we were talking about in the first half. More easy looks for Sanchez there, moving without the ball. And a beautiful look by Winbush. Puts it on up and in as Kosakowski responds with a three-pointer on the other end to put Hilo back ahead by two, 37-35. As we're about three and a half minutes into the second half of play, the team's continuing to trade daggers back and forth. Winbush works with a percentage screen. We'll kick it on over to Sanchez. And now Sanchez will turn and post. Kicks out to Ducenich. Now back to Sanchez with 10 on the clock. Sanchez, no-look feed down to Ducenich. One more pass to Terrell. Terrell's drive no good. Offensive rebound snagged by the 6'2 guard. Back out to Winbush. Back to Terrell. Straight away three. Rolls around the rim and out. 37-35. It remains in favor of Hilo as we tick under 16 minutes left to play. Wall will give to Edwards his left wing three. No good. Too long off the mark and rebounded by Tyrese Terrell and HBU, the Sharks. HBU fortunate there. They went under the screens and left Hilo wide open. Fortunately, an air ball three. Let's see if HBU can capitalize the other way. Fortunately, indeed, Edwards shooting 41% from three coming into this one as Winbush is fouled on his way to the rim. 
And when we come back, it'll be two free throws for the guard out of Los Angeles, California for HPU. Trailing 37-35. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into the Shark Tank. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you action today as Hilo leads HPU 37-35 on Cam's Helmet Day, the 12th annual Cam's Helmet Day. Plenty of Kiki here at the Shark Tank who got a free helmet honoring the memory of Cameron Steinoff and helping to prevent future accidents related to tragedies. Mahalo to the Steinoff family, Hawaii Bicycling League, TNT Tinting, and Leave It Yamane and Soldner Group for helping put this one on and their generous donations today as 150 kids got helmets to continue remaining active outside as Winbush's first free throw rattles around the rim and out remains a 37-35 deficit for HPU. Yeah, and you extrapolate that over 10-plus years, right? More than 1,500 helmets given out. Who knows how many potential injuries and lives have been saved by this effort. So a great way to in honor the fallen former Sea Warrior. Yeah, it's just it makes your heart happy to see so many people benefiting um, in a time of, you know, obvious tragedy. It's good to see that it was made for good as Kalik Mitchell's layup is no good. Looked like Mitchell might have caught one in the face, but no call. 37-36 is your score. HPU trailing UH Hilo with about 15 minutes remaining here in regulation. Melo Sanchez will drive, pick up his dribble near the left elbow and get it back on out to Winbush with 12 on the shot clock. Winbush working with a my center screen, looks to get downhill, puts up the running jumper. No good, rebounded by Kalik Mitchell and the Vulcans. Mitchell gets bumped near midcourt and might have sold the contact a little bit extra on my Ducenich there as he goes sprawling to the floor. Ducenich picking up his second foul of the game. Yeah, you made a good point there, Paul. Looks like Hilo got bailed out because the ball handler was already starting to trip, and DeSantis just happened to be right there, and it looked like he pushed him where he was more kind of just feeling him out, seeing where he's at. Nothing really worthy of it, but the good news for HPU, that was only their first team foul, so they do have some leeway as far as the foul department is concerned. Goes back to that conversation we were having in the first half where both of these teams playing relatively good defense or defensively where you're playing without fouling and that's important as a three-pointer by Kosakowski's off the mark rebounded by Diggy Winbush but gonna get a foul away as Melo Sanchez will get whistled for his first foul of the afternoon are they gonna call a shooting foul here on the putback wow if anything it should have been a foul on Hilo because HPU had the rebounding position, but they're going to call a shooting foul. So Hilo gets two shots. It's going to be Jaron Edwards at the line. And these are the moments where I wish we could have our official friends come over and, and kind of give us the scoop of what's going on there because that uh, is a curious call as the first free throw rattles on out. Second one up for Edwards and good. The 70, uh, pardon me. Edwards, just a 79% free throw shooter, just, I say, yeah. this season. <laughs> There's a bunch of players that would envy. Would kill for, for just 79% <laughs> as the Sharks get it up past midcourt through the Hilo press. 
15 on the clock to work now for Winbush. Getting a screen up top. We'll find Terrell on the right wing. Getting a Ducenich screen back up top to Winbush with five on the clock. Winbush, jab step, pulls up for three now. He got hit. No call. Offensive rebound by Ducenich. And the Sharks will reset. Now Sanchez, left-handed dribble. Drives the baseline. Bring it back on out. Around the three-point arc. We'll give back to Winbush. Now with ten. Winbush with eight. Pulls it on back, drives the lane. Good look there to a cutting Mike Senich Puts it up, puts it in. 38-38 now to tie it again. Once again, a great you know, ESP between Diggy Winbush and Mai Ducenich. A yeah, really good vision there by Diggy, knowing his shot isn't falling. Go back to being a facilitator. As Wall will pull up and knock down the mid-range jumper. 40-38 now. Hilo leads with 13 and a half minutes left to play in this one. Teams not letting either side get much of any type of advantage and makes for a fun game for a pretty packed Shark Tank here today on a Saturday afternoon. Winbush will feed Ducenich, who finds a wide-open Sanchez on the left wing. A great closeout late by Jaron Edwards causes the miss. An offensive rebound once again by the Sharks, though. Another opportunity. Winbush splits two defenders, gets it knocked away, out of bounds off. Kilo last will remain with the Sharks with 13 to shoot. And for Diggy Winbush, the effort is there. He's definitely the spark plug, similar to on the women's side, uh, Haley Masaki. She does a good job of facilitating. And if Diggy can continue to frustrate the Hilo defense, maybe find an opening for uh, his shooters, I think HPU has it right there, down by just two. And what a late cycle grab Diggy Winbush was as Sanchez's pass sails out of bounds for another Sharks turnover. Diggy Winbush was a late commitment to HPU after one of their fellow players had to uh, rescind his commitment due to some family health issues and uh, instead they end up getting Diggy Winbush joining along and what a great addition he has been as Kalik Mitchell gets a layup through contact to go down, puts it up to a four-point kilo lead. But as I was saying, Diggy Winbush averaging just about 12 points per game. That's good for second most, or pardon me, third most on this HPU team as Mai Ducenich sends a defender flying with a head fake and then lays it up and in to bring it back within two for HPU. 12 minutes remaining here in the second half. Kosakowski guarded closely by Sanchez. Will swing over to the left wing to Elzy. Elzy will pull for three. That one off the mark. Bounces off no good. And now quickly the other way comes HPU. Diggy Winbush with a head of steam over on the left wing. Will feed down low to Charlie Weber. Weber working against Mitchell puts up the right-handed hook off glass and good to tie this one at 42 as we tick under 12 minutes left to play. Charlie Weber, another one of those additions this offseason for Jesse Nakanishi's team. And tell you what, he has been a phenomenal grab, especially since entering the starting lineup. So Ned straight away three off the mark that time. He's now just three of seven from distance at the hot hand in the first half for Hilo to lead all scorers. Winbush up top. Gets the switch against Kalik Mitchell now. And now Mai Ducenich will have an opportunity to work. They're trying to get it to him against Charles Elzey, the six-foot-one guard. And Ducenich does eventually get it. Can't get the layup to go. Putback is no good, but knocked out of bounds off UH Hilo last. So when we come back, it'll be HPU basketball tie ball game 42-42. 11.09 left to play. You won't want to go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Coming back on into the Shark Tank, Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action here as HPU will get a baseline out-of-bounds opportunity here and a game knotted at 42 apiece. And we'll see what HPU does here out of the timeout. Let's see if they have a baseline out-of-bounds play, maybe get a quick three-pointer. Cordell Ng into the game for the first time here in the second half. He was the inbounder. They got it to him here. Feed down low to Mai Ducenich. Quick spin move. Works back to the left side. Lays it up and lays it in. Mai Ducenich, he's really working hard in this one. Up to 14 points to lead all scorers. And now HPU back ahead, 44-42, as we're under 11 minutes left to play. Cordell Ng guarding closely with LZ the third. Throws up the lob to Pete and going to get a foul called against Ng, I believe, said that he pushed Pete out of bounds before Pete caught it out. So it will remain with Hilo as Ng picks up his third foul. Tucker Polici enters the game for Mai Ducenich, giving the Slovenian a much-needed break. A beautiful feed right there to a wide-open Zorn Ned to tie it up at 44. Nice look there by Charles Elsie III. Cordell Ng gets a screen up top from Tucker Polici. Swings on over to Josh Nasulu, who's back into the game. Nice to see for HPU. Nice pass down low to Tucker Polici. Gets swatted away by Pete. Offensive rebound, 10 on the shot clock to work for HPU. Here's Sanchez to Weber with five. Left wing three, off back iron, no good. Offensive rebound secured by Sanchez. He'll put it up at the rim. Can't get that one to go. His second try, no good. Polici the third time gets it to go. 46-44 now, HPU ahead as the relentless effort of the Sharks comes through right there to give the lead back to the home team. And circle that one halfway through the second half. Four bites at the apple finally coming through and then Hilo answers with a corner three. A big answer indeed by Drew Yezbak out of Yorba Linda, California. The senior six-foot guard drilling the left corner triple to put Hilo back ahead. Here's Charlie Weber back up top to Cordell Ng. Ng gets the screen from Polici. Gives to Weber at the right elbow. We Re pardon me. Weber will pull up. No good. Rebounded by Hilo. And a stop for the Vulcans there as they try and add on to their one-point lead. And I'm a big Top Gun fan. This is the danger zone for HPU. DeSanich on the bench. Hilo looking to pull away. Can HPU make some stops? Elsie from the left elbow. Can't get it to go. Rebounded by Charlie Weber. And a foul going to get called. Goes against Pete. And it will go the way of the Sharks, who were actually on Sharks Weekly this past week, which you can tune in every week on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. or get it on demand to hear a deep dive on HPU Athletics. Just click on the HPU Sharks tab on hawaiisportsradio.com to hear it anytime after the show, or you can hear it on our YouTube channel, Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Here's Cordell Ng driving with the left, kicks back out, finds Sanchez straight away. Three, knocks it on through, and that's the mellow Sanchez we've been looking for as HPU jumps back ahead 49-47 behind the triple from Melo Sanchez. Kosakowski on the right wing finds Mitchell, who will swing one more to Elzy. Post feed down low to Pete. 
Kicks back out to LZ. Left wing three off the mark. No good. Offensive rebound by Kalik Mitchell. Ball fought for. Loose ball stolen away. Melo Sanchez, an excellent job with those active hands. And now asking if the officials can get this ball that is very, very wet wiped up at the next break. Cordell Ng manning the point guard duties. 15 on the shot clock. Skips all the way to the rim. Lays it up and in. 51-47 as the former St. Francis guard and Kamehameha Kapalama graduate back on his home turf lays it on in. And Ng was looking at his hand like, man, I don't know how I made that basket because I can't grip the ball. Ng also a southpaw finished with his right hand there as pull-up jumper off the mark and Ng draws the foul on the much bigger Pete right there. An excellent job by the five foot nine junior guard drawing the fourth foul against the starting center for UH Hilo. A timeout on the floor. HBU leads 51-47 with 7.46 remaining in this one. Don't go too far. You're listening to HBU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank, where UH Hilo trails HPU 51-47 with 7.46 remaining. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action in game two of two today between the Vulcans and the Sharks. First one going in favor of the women's basketball team from HPU 66-52. The men looking to make it two, just like they did on the road with two losses against Chaminade this past Thursday. Here's Josh Nasulu gives back to my Ducenich, who was back into the game for the or after a brief break. Ducenich crossover gets all the way to the rim but loses it out of bounds off Hilo last will remain with the Sharks with 10 on the clock to shoot. Yeah, Coach Jesse Nakanishi thought that was a foul, but fortunately for HPU, it will remain with the Sharks following a tip out of bounds. Inbound to Ducenich over to Polici. Polici with five on the clock gets it to Sanchez. Sanchez with three, with two. Sanchez with one. Left handed layup can't get it to go. Comes up short and rebounded by Zorned. Outlet pass ahead to Kalik Mitchell. One more pass over to Edwards. Edwards on the right wing will reset the offense and skip it over to the left side now. Here's Jake Kosakowski in the left corner, guarded closely by Melo Sanchez. Baseline drive cut off by Sanchez. Kick back up top. Here's Wall, straightaway three, off the mark, no good. Rebound by Josh Nasulu, and cleared by HPU as we tick under seven minutes left. Four-point lead for the Sharks here, looking to bounce back after a heartbreaking loss on Thursday to Chaminade. Cordell Ng manning the point guard duties right now as Diggy Winbush gets the breather on the bench. Melo Sanchez on the right wing. Rips through, gets all the way to the rim, but either was blocked or came up short. Either way, a miss. And quickly the other way comes Kalik Mitchell and Hilo. Can't get the layup to go, but a foul will be whistled against Mai Ducenich, sending Mitchell to the line for a pair. Stopping the clock with 6.22 remaining, and the Sharks only leading by four. And Ducenich frustrated there. He went straight up, hands high, but a good job by Hilo attacking there. I think you can live with that if you're HPU. Challenge every basket. Don't make any silly fouls. And again, a four-point lead. This is exactly where you want to be at this point of the game if you're HBU. Up by four, 6.22 remaining, 51-47's your score. Hawaii Pacific leading the University of Hawaii at Hilo. 
looking to pick up a big-time PacWest win here inside the Shark Tank as Kalik Mitchell's first free throw is pure. Bring it within three points for the Vulcans here. The Vulcans entered today at 11-7, 5-4 in the PacWest. And just 3-3 three three on the road. Away is not necessarily uh, friendly for the Vulcans, but looking to go over 500 with a win as the second free throw is good for Mitchell to make it a two-point contest here. Cordell Ng will get it across the timeline. And now gets the Sharks into the offense. And speaking of Ng, giving Diggy Winbush a lot of rest on the bench. Hopefully he can stay in here for the next media timeout, and then Diggy can finish the game strong. Ng been here a while, somebody who has started and come off the bench for multiple coaches now for HPU as Dusenich going to get called, no, going to get a block called for him uh, <laughs> there as it looked like he almost got bumped out of bounds. Instead, it will be a fresh 20 on the shot clock after just one second was remaining for the Sharks and a baseline out-of-bounds opportunity. Coach Caniela Iona can't believe it for UH Hilo, but I have a feeling that might have been a makeup call from the other end that was a questionable one on, on my. Ball tipped away and stolen by Zorn Ned, given to Kalik Mitchell down the lane, skips back out to Kosakowski. One more to Wall, swings, finds Ned on the right wing. Ned puts it on up, can't get it to go. Second chance opportunity gets it to go. Flexes afterwards after tying this one up at 51 apiece. And... Still yet, we're going to see some more changes as HPU going to call for a timeout. We'll keep it on here as the Sharks, the back and forth, they've seen some production from their bench so far, stealing some minutes with Cordell Ng, stealing some minutes with Tyrese Terrell, but still, Melo Sanchez, kind of quiet performance. We've seen him knock down that three most recently, but outside of that, only one other bucket this half. And if they are going to come out with a win, they being HPU in this one, they need their guards in the backcourt to step up, whether that be Diggy Winbush, who we've already seen hit a game winner this year on these airwaves against Slippery Rock, or Melo Sanchez, who we've also seen get microwave hot from the floor in a second half before. I'd actually add to that with another wrinkle in that Charlie Weber could be the go-to guy for HPU down the stretch. 527 left in this game. If the two guards aren't able to get some open shots, Weber has shown that, especially on the baseline, he can find an opening, pick, pop, and really add add a bunch of buckets for HPU. I wouldn't be surprised if Coach Nakanishi goes in that direction, knowing that the graduate transfer has that experience to help push HPU over the edge. And that's a good job by you and a bad job by me by not pointing out Weber, who is quite literally the PacWest player <laughs> of the week, the defending player of the week. And it's put up phenomenal performance after phenomenal performance for these Sharks in the stead of Matthew Van Komen, who has been out for the last four games. And... Uh, Tell you what, it would not be surprising because he's somebody who, like you said, he can do it inside and out where he can knock down the triple. He likes it from the mid-range, and he also is so tall, so strong at six foot nine, and a lot of experience playing center at his old school at ETSU where he can finish down low through the contact and tough defense. Diggy Winbush back into the game for HPU with 520 remaining. Charlie Weber. On the right wing, gives back up top to Winbush. Ball tipped back to Winbush. Nice active hands there by Kalik Mitchell. 
Winbush drives the lane, gets it out into the corner to Tafe. Tafe with three on the shot clock, going to have to get something up. Winbush puts up a long three, knocks it down. Wow. Diggy Winbush puts it on through to put HPU back up 54-51. And man, how many big shots this season has Winbush hit for the Sharks? Zorned's answer no good off the mark. Offensive rebound by Hilo. Kosakowski's three no good. And Josh Nasulu skies for the rebound right there, and Zornet will get whistled for a foul, or pardon me, about 90 feet away from the basket. And that is a really bad foul for UH Hilo because not only do you give up 90 feet of the floor and a free scoring opportunity, now one and one, and single or double bonus the rest of the game for HPU on any foul committed by UH. And a couple of, couple of things for HPU. Great to see Josh Neosulu back in the game. He appeared to suffer a leg injury earlier. Seems to be ready to go now. And then the hustle. He's diving for balls. Gets back under the basket to get a big rebound. And that's what led to this one-on-one -on -one opportunity. Neosulu's first free throw is up and good. The 78% free throw shooter this season. Good on the first one there to push the lead up to four points. And another one on the way now. Second free throw, off back iron, no good. Secured by Kalik Mitchell and Hilo as the Falcons look to continue fighting back. 4.30 remaining in this one. Time starting to run a little bit thin. Wall finds Mitchell up top, who will hand off to Ned. Ned drives the lane, pulls up his dribble, now kicks out into the right corner for Kosakowski. Kosakowski will give to Kalik Mitchell, who goes right down the middle of the lane, right through the contact of Mai Senich and finishes 55-53. Now the HPU lead as we tick under four minutes left to play. And an exciting finish surely on the way. Winbush with a screen at the top of the key from Weber. He'll give it to the 6'9 forward over to Tate. Back up top to Wet or Winbush. Weber over on the left wing feeds Ducenich down on the block. Ducenich with five on the shot clock. Puts up the left-handed layup and got it to go. Beautiful post move right there. And probably was fouled as well. Kalik Mitchell the other way. Oh, offensive foul. That offhand goes to the face of Josh Nusulu, who got most of the contact there. Picks up the offensive foul, and Nusulu still on the ground, clearly in a lot of pain, and what has been a very tough afternoon for the transfer. And that's going to take us to a timeout on the court, and we'll see if Nusulu's okay. You're right. That'll take us to a timeout on the floor. The under four media timeout. HPU leading UH Hilo 57-53 when we come back. An exciting end to the game, Kyle. Don't go too far. This is HPU Sharks basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Sharks basketball presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank. Want to take this opportunity to remind you that this broadcast brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Hawaii Pacific Health, when you choose a primary care physician affiliated with our sponsor, Hawaii Pacific Health, they take a personalized approach to prevention, wellness, and a healthier you. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash primarycare. Back to live action with 3.35 remaining following the offensive foul called against Kalik Mitchell. 
Josh Nasulu heads to the bench. Therese Terrell checks in for him as it is Sharks basketball. They get it across the timeline, and now with 20 on the shot clock, they will start their offense. Winbush up top to Dusanich. At the top of the key, we'll hand off to Sanchez. Pick and roll there. Ball fake out to the left wing. Now we'll find Winbush. One more down low to Dusenich with five on the shot clock. Dusenich reverse layup, can't get it to go. Good defense there by Pete to affect the shot. And it remains a four-point game as we tick under three minutes left to play. Charles Elsie the third will give off to Wall over on the right wing. Ball swung and finds, it, or finds its way back to Elsie the third. Using the screen from Pete, couple of screens now. Ball makes its way over to the right wing once again to Cameron Wall. Kalik Mitchell working against the smaller Diggy Winbush with five, with four. Ball is loose and stolen away by Maidu Senich. Quick active hands by Winbush knocked it away, and the senior captain doing a nice job of securing the steal. Not only did HP get a turnover, but they took all 30 seconds off the shot clock, essentially with their own offensive possession, taking a minute off the clock. Excellent end-of-game execution, and that's when the Sharks started the year off so hot. A big reason why they were able to, because they were executing in late-game situations. Weber with five on the shot clock will pull up from the free-throw line, comes up short, rebounded by Andrus Pete. Not Andrus, goodness gracious, Nandrick Pete. They're thinking about football today as Pete catches down low, swatted away by Charlie Weber. Second chance opportunity for Kalik Mitchell, no good. Pete again, fourth opportunity. This time will go down. For Pete's sake. For Pete's sake, indeed. 57-55, and Jesse Nakanishi is hot after that one, saying how can you miss the travel right there beforehand? And the official trying to go explain himself to the head coach of the Sharks. Timeout on the floor. We'll keep it right here as HPU leads 57 55, 147 remaining. And Kyle, with just over 100 ticks left on the clock, not too many possessions remain in this one. If you are HPU, who are you going to here with Melo Sanchez not necessarily having his best scoring game? Do you continue to go to Mind Dusenich, or are you trying to put the hands or put the ball in the hands of somebody else? Yeah, I still like Charlie Weber as the closer for HPU, and with Dusenich being so good down low, you figure if you send him to the post, he's going to draw at least one defender. You put Sanchez in one of the corners, and that basically leaves three defenders for Weber to deal with. Maybe you get Wimbush in there setting the screen. Maybe get Charlie a 15, 12-foot jumper. See if they can put this lead back to four. It's where he likes to work, right in that mid-range. We've seen him take a lot of those mid-range jumpers before, and hey, he certainly has the touch. Ball inbounded to Diggy Winbush, a 1-2-2 press shown by UH Hilo. They'll, the Sharks will get it over, but Winbush tries to split a double team stolen away by Wall. Puts up the layup, can't get it to go, but a foul on Winbush will send Wall to the line with an opportunity to potentially tie this one up with 1.33 remaining as Winbush picks up his first foul and the fifth on the Sharks. And for HP, a little too lackadaisical with the ball there, Lolly popping it around, and with UH Hilo hungry for this win, they swarmed the ball, got the steal, and then the transition opportunity led to the foul. Good job by Winbush, though, preventing the layup. At least Hilo is going to have to earn their free throws. Absolutely need to earn them as he does the first Cameron Wall's first free throw goes down. The six-foot guard out of Folsom, California, makes it a 57-56 game. 
as he steps to the line for a second shot. 68% free throw shooter this year. 100% on that one, 100% on the day. Four for four from the line is the junior guard. Winbush gets it over to Sanchez, who will skip up ahead to Therese Terrell. Gets it down low to Charlie Weber. Gets bottled up and pass it back on out. Gets it to Winbush with 15 on the clock. Winbush, using the Ducenich screen, gets fouled. Going to get a foul on the ground. Goes against, I believe that's Cameron Wall. And like we mentioned before, every foul from here on out, costly for the Vulcans, will send Diggy Winbush to the line for a one-and-one opportunity despite not being in the act of shooting. So an opportunity to retake the lead now for the Sharks with just 73 seconds remaining. And now that the next foul puts HPU in the double bonus, you almost think if you're the Sharks, you basically just run at the defender knowing that your shots aren't falling. Go to the free throw line as Diggy hits his first free throw to give HPU the lead again. Winbush, somebody who uh, has made a living at the line multiple times this year. He had a 12 of 15 performance from the charity stripe earlier this season as he knocks down the second free throw right there. An 87% free throw shooter coming into the day, 100% on that trip, and man, did the Sharks need both of them. Up 59-57 now with just over a minute left to play in regulation. Charles the third gets a double screen up top, guarded by Therese Terrell, puts up a floater in the lane and gets it to go. 59-59 as we tick under a minute to play. And both of these teams fighting hard. A timeout called by Jesse Nakanishi and HPU as they try to put together a, a perfect play to go back ahead with 52.4 seconds remaining and 23 seconds on the shot clock. And if you're HPU here, what I would recommend to Coach Nakanishi is move with some pace. Maybe take about 5 or 10 seconds off the shot clock, then go to the basket because if you miss, you still give your, chance, your defense a chance to make a stop on the other end and have enough time to get the game winner. Instead, instead of taking all your time, missing a shot, and then having a walk-off by Hilo. I agree in that sense where you have the opportunity. We talk a lot about two-for-one opportunities, and maybe for people who don't understand that, that's we're talking about in the final minute getting an opportunity to have two possessions compared to the other team's one, and you have to time it out right where the other team also can't do a two-for-one. So with 52.4 seconds on the clock here, 23 on the shot clock, like Kyle is saying, the Sharks won't want to run it all the way down in case they do end up missing Hilo goes down on the other end and makes a shot there will be time remaining for the Sharks to try and respond and or win. My Ducenich, the outlet man will get it and now looks to hand off to Winbush. He does with 15 on the shot clock 40 on the game clock screen up top by Ducenich. Winbush gets bumped. No call there Winbush working with 5. Winbush in the lane falling away high arcing shot no good. Andrus Pete, not Andrus Pete. Nadrick Pete rebounds the basketball for UH Hilo and now with game clock and shot clock nearly identical UH Hilo will take a timeout of their own. And this is the bummer about what just unfolded is now Hilo has all the leverage. They have 20, basically 21 on the game clock, 20 on the shot clock so that differential doesn't mean much. You can essentially hold for the last play but now what you can do if you're Hilo is try to draw one foul and then the next one will put HP in the bonus. So I would look for Hilo to be aggressive here, not necessarily milk that clock all the way down to zero just yet. 
lot of interesting options on the way for Coach Aona there for UH Hilo. 59-59's your score, 21.1 seconds remaining in this one. UH Hilo basketball, and uh, like you said before, the Sharks do have one foul to give here, so uh, additionally, you can still play aggressive defense as well, but nonetheless, you don't want to have an and one opportunity. You don't want to bail out the Vulcans should they go put up a last ditch effort shot and run the clock all the way down. You should be perfectly fine running this into overtime and getting an opportunity to win it there. And HPU going to their larger lineup. Diggy Winbush hitting the bench and this will give them a little more length to deal with the larger Hilo lineup and I'm wondering now if that means that Hilo is going to try to go inside into the paint and try to take advantage of what size advantage they do have. I am curious here if we see a bit of a swallowed whistle because on the other end, Diggy Winbush did get bumped enough that probably was enough for a trip to the line, but instead of bonus shots, the officials letting the players play. I like that personally as we are under 10 seconds left to play. The ball in the hands of Charles Elzey. Elzey drives the lane, will dump it off, and lost it out of bounds. Great defense by Tyrese Terrell, and a turnover by UH Hilo. Leafs 4.1 seconds on the clock, and the game still knotted at 59. Diggy Winbush will check back into the contest for HPU, and Jesse Nakanishi will take his last time out here. 4.1 seconds left. Tie ball game, 59 all, and a big, big outcome hanging in the balance for these two teams. So the good news for HPU is even if you don't succeed here, you're going to go to overtime. But let's try to end this now. 4.1 seconds to go. They're going to take the ball from the baseline, basically 94 feet to go. So HPU, what I would recommend, throw it to the half-court line, get shooters in each corner, get some action to the top, maybe get a screen, get a wide-open look up top for the win. You have to take care of the basketball here <laughs> if you are HPU because, Kyle, you're correct. No matter what, you are guaranteed that this game continues or you win here as long as you do not turn this ball over immediately. You have to be strong, make a smart pass, and go from there. We've seen Diggy Winbush in these situations before. Melo Sanchez is... I know he hasn't had it throughout today, but he's the guy who they go to for tough shots. Just do they draw something up? Think back a few years. Oh, man, that's more than a few years back now, almost a decade, where Villanova took down wow. UNC. And that play where you have somebody come from the backcourt into the front court, get the ball, and then hand off with a head of steam to put something on up. We'll see what the Sharks have drawn up with 4.1 seconds left in a little bit because UH Hilo now will take a timeout after seeing the way that the Sharks were set up. And I like that as well. You, it, you use it or lose it if you are UH Hilo with one timeout remaining and 4.1 seconds left. And looking at the Sharks alignment, Cordell Ings on the bench, I would almost suggest that he come in as a second ball handler because he's so fast that even if UH Hilo presses a bit, he can drive by and find an open shooter, but they're going to go with Diggy as the main ball handler and maybe use their bigs in DeSantis to set one of those screens that they need to try to get the win here. 
I like that idea. I, I would look for a shark to come from midcourt towards the middle of the floor, uh, out near the three-point line, and then so you can get a running start for one of your guards. And that's why I like your call-out of wanting to see Ng on the floor because of his speed. But looks like Nakanishi will go with Sanchez and Winbush as his guards. Inbound goes to Dusenich, finds Josh Nasulu. Nasulu from half court, and HPU is not going to get a shot off. At the end of regulation, 59-59. HPU and UH Hilo knotted up. Don't go anywhere. We have an extra period free basketball on the way. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. If a baby is if a baby is Discover a personalized approach to a healthier you at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Centers. Our comprehensive centers offer adult and pediatric sports medicine, orthopedic care, and rheumatology services. We're focused on your mobility and quality of life. Our clinic in Kahala also provides walk-in services for minor bone and joint conditions. So stay active and keep doing what you love. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash boneandjointcenters. Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank. Overtime here from the old St. Francis Gymnasium. 59-59 is your score between HPU and UH Hilo after the Sharks unable to get a shot off before the end of regulation. Tip is up and won by UH Hilo. Charles Elzey, the third, working on the left wing. He'll pull up for three. That one long off the mark, rebounded by Kalik Mitchell. Gets it off to, I believe, a cutting Elzey, and he'll be fouled on his way up. Goes against Josh Nasulu, his third, the team's sixth. And early on here for UH Hilo, an opportunity to take the lead tough one there for Diggy is he actually had great position on the rebound he's just going up against much taller players so they went straight up and got the rebound so no over the back there first free throw is good for Elsie the third the six foot one senior guard of Tacoma pardon me Tacoma Washington Elsie averages 10 points per game 76 percent free throw shooter knocks in both free throws right there to give a two-point lead to UH Hilo for the Sharks to start this overtime period. Diggy Winbush, Melo Sanchez, Josh Nasulu, Mai Dusenich, and Charlie Weber, the same starters per usual. Same thing on the other side for Hilo, same starters as the beginning of the game. Cameron Wall, Charles Elsey III, Nadrick Pete, Jaron Edwards, and Jake Kosakowski. Weber will inbound the basketball after it gets knocked out of bounds. Gets it to Mai Dusenich, who will give to Winbush. Winbush with 15 on the clock, spins off of a screen, puts up a left-handed layup, and gets it to go. A beautiful finish right there by Winbush as he's continued to stay creative on the offensive end to keep giving big bucket after big bucket to HPU. 61 all is your score as we tick under four minutes left in overtime. Up top is Charles Elsey using the Kasakowski screen. Steps through the lane, kicks on out to Wall. Wall. Left-handed dribble across, guarded closely by Winbush. Fallaway jumper comes up short, no good, and rebounded by the guard out of Los Angeles for HPU. 
61-61, your score, 335 left. Winbush with a right-hand pound dribble. Pulls it back on out on the right wing, gives to Dusanich. Dusanich dribbles, looks, gives it on over to Weber, who will feed down low to Josh Nasulu. Nasulu swatted away. Pete looked like he was playing volleyball right there to spike it out of bounds. Five remaining on the shot clock, sideline out for HPU. And it's easy to say now as Winbush jacks a three, no good off the back iron, but if Pete had just held that ball, it would have been a helo possession, but they get it back off the rebound anyway. One of those old things where I think it was Bill Russell said he would rather block the ball to stay in place or so his team could go into transition rather than volleyball spike it. Either way, 61 all it remains as Hilo comes on the other way. LZ fallaway jumper is no good. Charlie Weber skies for the ball and slams it into the hardwood as Diggy Winbush takes the defensive rebound and brings it on up. Still a tie ball game as we tick under three minutes to play. Winbush will feed Dusanich on the right elbow. Trying to get it to Melo Sanchez, but Jake Kosakowski doing a phenomenal job denying the ball from the sophomore guard, the leading scorer for HPU. Here's Winbush, mid-range jumper, got it to go. Diggy Winbush, Mr. Clutch for this HPU team. Puts the Sharks back out ahead, 63-61, with 2.15 left to play. Elzey sizing up. Nusalu will give to Mitchell on the left elbow. Guarded closely by Weber. Kick out to Wall. Wall shot fake. Puts up the floater off glass. Will sit on the rim and drop through. 63-63. As Wall and Winbush are together. And a, a, a bit of confusion here as Hilo starts to yell towards the official that a, a five-second violation should have been called to... to Take it a step back here for the beautiful people. 63 63, 155 remaining after Wall gets the floater to drop off glass. And then Wall and Winbush got tied up down on the ground on the baseline there. And as the that brouhaha was going on, the ball was given to Charlie Weber inadvertently. So instead, it will be Sharks basketball. Tie ball game at 63 with 150 remaining as Melo Sanchez walks it over the timeline. Sanchez quickly down the lane to Dusanich. Dusanich right-handed layup, missed it. And Kalik Mitchell ran into one of his own teammates and wow. lost the ball out of bounds. Some sloppy play from both sides right here. Will end up giving the Sharks a new possession and new life. Tied at 63 with 139 remaining and a sideline out of bounds. And what a sequence there. Dusanich missed a shot that 99 out of 100 times he makes, and then Hilo's in such a hurry to get back the other way, they fumble it out of bounds. So it actually works out for the Sharks because even though they don't get the, the two points, you basically get 43 seconds to work with out of all that back and forth. And as we get condensation wiped up here on the floor, we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Home of the Dallas Cowboys, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. 
Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank, where we're in overtime right now between UH Hilo and HPU. 63 all with 139 remaining in the extra period. HPU basketball on the sideline right in front of their bench following the turnover from UH Hilo. As you said before, we went to that quick break. Uh, Hilo trying just to go a little too quick there. Kalik Mitchell running into a teammate and loses the ball out of bounds. So with just under 100 seconds remaining in overtime, it will be HPU basketball with 20 on the shot clock. Apparently, wait a second, with 20 on the shot clock. So I guess what they ruled is that it wasn't an official possession by Hilo, therefore it's an offensive rebound for HPU, and then the shot clock doesn't reset. However, as Coach Jesse Nakanishi has argued, Hilo had full control. I was going to say. Took about five steps, fumbled and bumbled out of bounds, and now as the referees talk about it. There's, there's, I'll, I'll put this out there that from a coaching standpoint, I understand Nakanishi's frustration because it should be at 30. It was very clearly the ball taken and a few dribbles, kind of like the catch rule in the NFL, right, where you, you have to make a football move. A basketball move was made, a couple of dribbles, a crossover, and then a crossover into a teammate. So I understand why the Sharks are frustrated. Nonetheless, their argument falls on deaf ears. It'll remain 20 seconds on the shot clock. Did you win, Bush? And how you remedy that is come up with a big shot here and get yourself a much-needed lead. Nusulu got a wide-open Weber on the look, but Weber couldn't handle the pass and then ends up leaving the layup just a bit short. A couple of opportunities in a row now at the rim for HPU, not going the way of the Sharks. Still tied up at 63, 1-10 remaining in this one. Elzy will step behind the Pete screen, drills it. Charles Elzey the third knocks in the deep triple to put up the Vulcans by three with one minute left to play. And quickly now the Sharks must go. Winbush to Sanchez on the left wing. One more to Weber into the corner. Gives to Dusanich. Dusanich looking to get it to a guard. Almost gets it poked away. Now will drive. Backdoor cut. Gives it to Nusulu. To Weber. Weber puts up the floater. Drops that on through, 66-65 with 42 seconds remaining. And now we get the exact same thing that we saw Thursday night. Uh, down by one, the Sharks, an opportunity to get a stop and get the ball back. Can they do it? Ross Reeves dropped home a floater on Thursday. Charlie or Charles Elzey III with the ball in his hands here with 10 on the shot clock now. Now with eight, he'll start. Gets a double screen up top, works, pulls up from the elbow. That one bounces around the rim, no good. Ball batted out, and now time. Oh, and a foul going to be called here. And that is a huge call because not only does HPU get the ball, the clock stops, and they're in the double bonus. Two free throws coming, potentially tying the game and maybe even going ahead by one. The foul called against Cameron Wall, and I think... That actually is lucky for UH Hilo because it also could have gone against LZ the third. Instead, goes against Wall, his second. And Kyle, as you mentioned, the double bonus now for HPU with 11.2 seconds remaining. And they need the ball, which is still waiting on the other end of the court. With 11.2 seconds remaining, Hilo leads HPU 66-65. And pardon me before, I thought that HPU was going to try and call their one timeout to set something up, but before they could, 
a foul on Hilo. Sends Winbush to the line. Winbush's first free throw is pure to tie it up at 66 apiece. 11.2 seconds remaining here inside the Shark Tank. An exciting game inside overtime now. Free basketball after both teams traded daggers back and forth to end regulation. Winbush steps to the line looking to take the lead for the Sharks. Puts up the free throw and does. 67-66, HPU leads with 11.2 seconds remaining in the overtime period. Jesse Nakanishi will call for timeout. We'll keep it on here as the first-year head coach at HPU looking to snap an 11-game losing streak against UH Hilo, and one that he's been there for part of it as an assistant coach, so he feels the pain as well. Yeah, and this is an interesting situation. HPU up now by one, which is great. But 11.2 seconds left to go. Hilo again has all the leverage. So this this might be a little out of the box here, but knowing that the next foul puts Hilo into the one and one, do you maybe consider a quick foul if you can get the ball to one of their lesser free throw shooters? And that way, worst case scenario, Hilo goes up by one, but you still have about eight, nine seconds left to win the game. So it's a situational thing in my opinion, and that's it's because you said if, right? If the ball gets to one of those free throw shooters that isn't necessarily as elite for this team, because we have seen a, a couple of shots that have been off the mark from the charity stripe from the Vulcans. If that's the case, I don't mind it. I would play especially aggressive defense in that case. Knowing that, 11.2 seconds remain, six team fouls, it's a one-in-one -one opportunity on the next one. You still, I think, try and play it all the way out. I think there's some confusion. One of the Hilo players, uh, I think it was, was it Ned, entered the game late without actually checking in, and the referees let him go. So Coach Nakanishi is saying, you can't do that because we set up, basically set up our defense knowing who was on the floor. And now the referees are going to let it stand. Interesting. On the floor for Hilo, Zorned, Elzy, amongst others. Elzy will have it, guarded by Therese Terrell, gets into the lane, puts it up, left it short. Ball out of bounds. Kalik Mitchell tried to get the offensive board, but was out of bounds when he touched it. And with 2.7 seconds remaining, HPU on the cusp of their first win over UH Hilo since 2020. And now, 2.7, you're going to win the game. Just hang on to the ball. First of all, inbound the ball. Second, catch it. Third, hopefully get fouled to make two free throws. And here you see some subs into the game for HPU to put your best free throw shooters in. Jesse Nakanishi screaming to let them know no timeouts as UH Hilo takes their final timeout. And that's something that's important for HPU to know as well, that they are out of timeouts. So should they be unable to get this ball inbounds, you cannot take a five-second count, and you also cannot turn this ball over. You have to be aware and ready on this inbounds. And knowing that we're, again, in NFL playoff time, right? HPU brought in its hands team. Basically, you're in good hands with the team on the court now. And that means, again, a three-step process. 
hang on to the ball, get it in, make that catch, and then don't make the steal, either get fouled or run out these last 2.7 seconds. Maybe even play keep away if you can get a, a leaker down the rest of the court. All you need to do here is hold on to the ball. You are not worried about any 8 seconds in the backcourt violation, 10 seconds in the backcourt, 8 seconds is the NBA, I apologize. And it, it's just you need to be strong with the basketball here, fundamentally sound. And going to get a hold on, I believe, Zornet before the ball was inbound. And if it's the same as the NBA, not only do you get free throws, but you get the ball, right? Because it was a pre-possession foul. Because it was before the ball was inbounded. I'm not sure what the college rule is here because I know there can also be a one-shot free throw and the ball. It looks Which as would though. still benefit HPU. Yes. It and, sorry, Paul, but you advance the ball to your side of the offense. Either way, 2.7 seconds remain. Josh Nusulu steps to the line for HPU for a pair of free throws. Double bonus for the Sharks. Nusulu's first free throw is good to make it a two-point lead for Hawaii Pacific. It's been a brutal game for Nusalu physically, taking the brunt of a bunch of different hits. We saw him leave earlier, grasping at the back of his right leg, perhaps something around the hamstring area, but toughing it out here. And let me ask you this, 2.7 seconds, do you now miss this free throw, knowing that if it jars around, Hilo will have a tough time instead of taking it out from the baseline? No, because I don't want to lose on a miracle. Second free throw goes in by Josh Nusulu. And now with 2.7 seconds remaining, it's a three-point lead for HPU. And the Sharks, not, pardon me, the Vulcans have to go the length of the floor to try and tie it on up. So the main thing here, no fouls. Even if they make a three, we're going to double overtime. Do not foul. You cannot foul. That is an excellent call out there. Some light pressure here from HPU to make sure that Hilo can't roll it up the court. Ball is passed out of bounds and slips on out of the hand of Kalik Mitchell and never came back on in. So the Sharks will get the basketball baseline out of bounds here after the last-ditch effort from Hilo goes just a bit ajar. And the good news for HPU, it's baseline out of bounds on their offensive end because that's where the ball initiated. So basically, you don't have to worry about getting trapped in the corner. You can have a lot of potential here to get it in and take the last 2.7 seconds off the clock. Get the win. All you need to do is get the ball in. They do. Stolen away. Charles Elzey, three-quarter court. Goes off the shot clock. No good. And for the first time in 12 tries, HPU. And for the first time inside the Shark Tank, HPU takes down the University of Hawaii Hilo. Don't go too far. We'll have post-game breakdown action for you. You're listening to Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Yayu sunglasses are designed with you in mind. The ball player. The construction worker. The fashionista. The outdoorsman. Or woman. You want it? Let's get it. Type in Ya, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu. It's that simple to get the most versatile sunglasses on the market. Ultra lightweight, OSHA approved, wraparound sunglasses with four removable lenses that will make everyone say, Yeah, you. Type in Ya, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu to shop today. 
Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank, where HPU is victorious over UH Hilo at home for the first time ever since moving inside the Shark Tank. Coming up with a big-time overtime victory, 69-66, your final score. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera, bringing you all the action and breaking down everything that we just saw here as the Sharks move to 5-3 and three in PacWest play, dropping their interstate rivals, the Vulcans, to 5-5 five and five inside conference play. Kyle, today it, it was a tough, hard-fought, emotional victory for HPU on a day which you're celebrating at the memory of a phenomenal kid in Cam Steinoff in his memory, the 12th annual Cam's Helmets Day, obviously the moment of silence before the game for Nikola Milojevic's family after his father's passing earlier this week, and in overtime, they come up with a massive, massive victory to bounce back after a tough loss at the hands of the Silver Swords this past Thursday, taking down the Vulcans, 69-66. And we said it throughout the game, all HPU needed to do was hang around, stay within one basket, and they did. It went to overtime, and they hung tough. The good thing was they got UH Hilo in foul trouble, made their free throws when they needed to, and then executed all those late-game situations. Everything that they needed to go their way did, and HPU emerged with a much-needed victory, propelling them now into that top half of the conference. Perfect for playoff positioning. A much-needed win for HPU as they head into one of the toughest parts of their schedule. Just a reminder, you can tune in next Tuesday as the Sharks host Azusa Pacific for a field trip game for the Sharks where the game, I know it's on a Tuesday, beautiful people, but it's going to be taking place at noon. They're going to bus in 400 kids from local elementary schools to come take in the college basketball game between two of the Pac Wests, or Pacific West's best. And uh, tell you what, don't want to miss that one. And if you do miss it, well, guess what? You can hear us on 95.1 FM, AM 760, and HawaiiSportsRadio.com. Just a couple of things to get done before we get out of here today. Got to hand out our Yeah You Player of the Game Award. Yeah You H&L is the newest brand for sports apparel and accessories. Get 50% off your purchase with code HSRN50 at YahYouHNL.com. That's Y-E-A-H, the letter U, H-N-L. Yeah You, let's get it. Earlier today, it was Leslie Mojica, the freshman for HPU Women's Basketball, getting these honors. Kyle, for the men's side, both both men and women come up with the victories, both men and women getting a Yeah You player of the game today. Who's the player of the game for HPU? I think Diggy Winbush is our deserving player of the game award winner. He had 20 points, five rebounds, six assists, two steals, and it seemed like every time HPU needed a basket, he was there to deliver. Not the biggest guy on the court, but he played like it today. Diggy Winbush, well deserving of our player of the game and a big HPU win. One more time, Diggy Winbush, the junior guard from Los Angeles, California, your Yeah You player of the game after the Sharks take down UH Hilo 69-66 in overtime. One more time, Yeah You H&L, the newest brand for sports apparel and accessories. Get 50% off your purchase with code HSRN50 at yahuhnl.com. That's Y-E-A-H, the letter U, H-N-L. Yeah You, 
Let's get it. Closing things out from the Shark Tank. want to thank you guys so much for tuning on in today. And one more reminder that next week can tune in for another pair of Sharks games or Sharks Weekly next Thursday as well. bunch of mahalos to hand out to Chaz on tie back in the studio, making sure Kyle and I sound super good. Our social media savant and photographer here on site, Kule Ogbayani, and my partner, Mr. Kyle Galdera, who always makes it fun for these broadcasts, uh, give you the last word today as the Sharks pick up a big-time win over UH Hilo. Yeah, I think a, a great day to honor Cameron Steinhoff with Cam's helmets and HPU getting the win on both the women's and men's side. And we called it. It's a must-win Saturday for HPU, and both teams delivered. It'll be fun to see how the rest of the season goes and if both of these Shark squads can make that playoff push. Playoff push is underway indeed for both of those squads. Back in action next Tuesday. You can catch it here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network or catch it on demand afterwards wherever you get most podcasts or at hawaiisportsradio.com. One more time, want to say mahalo for tuning on in. And go Sharks, 69-66. HPU wins back on track ahead of their game against Azusa Pacific. For Kyle Galdera, Kule Agbayani, and our whole hardworking crew, I'm Paul Brecht. Thank you so much for listening, and aloha. You've been listening to a special presentation on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network of Hawaii Pacific University Sharks Basketball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. This broadcast was also made possible thanks to the following. Play-by-play announcer Paul Brecht, color commentator Kyle Galdera, HSRN photographer Michael Lasquero, and in-studio technical engineer Chaz Ontai. Visit hawaiisportsradio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.